Welcome to the May Contain Wine Podcast, brought to you by Wine, Women, and Wellbeing. I'm your host, Lisa Webb, and together we're going to get to know incredible women doing all kinds of interesting things. So grab a glass and get ready to be inspired by the amazing women in our global community. a product or service that you would love to get in front of more people, but you aren't sure how to do it? Wine, Women, and Wellbeing has some large-scale, very exciting, very empowering events coming up in 2023, and we are now accepting sponsors. So if you would like to get your product or service in front of thousands of women, we can help you do that. Contact info at winewomenwellbeing.com for more information. Hello, my friends. Today I am here with Kiara Williams, who is a transformational coach, author, and therapist. She has been coaching for over five years now with experience in timeline therapy, hypnotherapy, and NLP coaching. In 2022, Kiara published her book, Help for the Helpers, a self-help book that includes affirmations to help you reset your beliefs around helping others and setting boundaries. Kara is an advocate for mental health and personal development. She believes that each individual has unlimited potential and that sometimes we just need a roadmap to unlock our destiny. Hello, Kara. How are you? Hi, how are you? I'm great. Thank you. Uh, I, I have so many things to ask you and I'm just going to start right now. Um, by saying a lot of these questions may seem naive because a lot of this is so new to me, which makes me very excited to learn about it. So thank you for being here to share with me. Wonderful. I'm excited. Okay. So how did you get into the field that you're in? Like how, how did that, was that passion always there for you? It was, I can honestly say, um, in my youth, that I was always the friend who was the mother goose of the bunch. I always wanted to help. I always wanted to give sound advice. And I was pretty much like an old soul growing up. So somehow I just had that built-in compass to want to help people and and the ability to look at things from different perspectives. So as I grew up, I got into different situations and life took me on different courses that caused me to have to look deeper within myself, break away from traditions and things that I were that I was taught as a child. And I really had to help myself. Um, so I became a life coach after a failed engagement. I was engaged to a guy um, and it was a it wasn't a healthy relationship. And so we were engaged. We were on our way to having a baby. I was pregnant. And on a cold morning in January the 28th, on a very cold morning, he and I were carpooling on the way to work and he kicked me out of the car. I went to the doctor later on that day to found that I lost my baby. And when I called him to let him know what was going on, he was like, good. He told his, his response to me was good. So out of that traumatic experience, I said, okay, Kara, you have a choice. You can either be a victim or you can be a victor. You can look at this and say, you know what? This worked out for my good. I'm glad I'm not connected to someone who would do me like that. 
Um, and, you know, from there, it really started my self-love journey because I, I'm a firm believer that we are at calls for the things that happen in our life by the choices we make. Um, there's signs that he showed me way before we got to the point of him kicking me out of the car. And if we be honest, if we look at our lives, there's things that we may notice that we may know need to change, but we look at circumstances outside of us and say, well, because of this, I'm like this. Well, I know he's not the perfect mate, but, you know, at least he's my man or, you know, we I don't excuses. Really, yeah, I don't really like my job, but at least it pays the bills. So we kind of go into that victimhood instead of saying, you know what, I have a choice. I have a choice. I get to choose. I get to create whatever I want to create regardless of where I came from, regardless to my ethnicity, regardless to my race, I get to choose. And so I took my power back and one thing led to another. And with coaching, it just got deeper and deeper. I wanted to learn more. I wanted to grow more. And I also wanted to help more. And as I helped myself, I was able to truly help more people. Isn't that beautiful? I just yes. love that. That is just <laughs> perfect. Okay. So this is, I want to ask you about hypnotherapy because what is that? I love it. Hip, hypnotherapy is a big deal to me. Um, and I'm going to be very honest with you. Um, I lost over a hundred pounds through hypnotherapy. Mm -hmm. Wow. I lost over a hundred pounds. So going back to that relationship that I was in <laughs> when I was engaged, my fiance was attracted to larger women. And at that time, I was much, much larger. I was over 300 pounds. And he told me, and this just kind of to tell you the nature of the relationship, he told me, he said, well, if you lose weight, you're not even going to look the same. I don't know if I would be attracted to you. But I was young and I had a friend that had recently passed <clears throat> and she was overweight. And so when she lost her life, I just took a look in the mirror and I said, you know, Kira, you're young, you're in your twenties. You still have a chance. Like you can turn this around. And so as I started losing weight, he started cheating. He cheated on me with the woman that was larger than me. And it was a mental abuse. He said, you know, you, you don't even look the same now that you're losing weight. You don't look the same. But one thing I can say is when I was at 300 pounds, I wasn't my best self. I did have low self-esteem. I did have low confidence. And he knew that. And it's like, he used that. Like, I love you even the way you look. Like, no one's going to love you the way you are but me. So it was like a prison. Well, when I chose me, when I decided to choose me and lose the weight, I didn't need his support. I didn't need his approval. I didn't need his love because I began to love myself for the first time in my life. Mm -hmm. And so I began to make better choices. And so how hypnotherapy come into place with that is hypnotherapy is a mind and body technique. It's like a mind and body intervention mm -hmm. and it helps you at your core levels of belief. So if I could put it in the most simplest form, I would give you the example of an iceberg. So you know how 10% of the mass of an iceberg is above the water, but yeah. that 90%, that big chunk is at the bottom. Mm -hmm. That's the difference between the conscious and the unconscious mind. So consciously, the 10% is what 
makes the decisions, but that 90%, that mass, that unconscious mind is what pushes it out. So if anyone's listening, if you've ever said, oh my gosh, I want to lose weight, you know, today I'm going to start, it's Monday, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to work out. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get home, you get off work, it's time to go do it. And that voice kicks in and say, well, you really don't want to do it today. You know, you're tired. You'll start next month. You know, Thanksgiving's coming up. Wait until after the holidays that's your unconscious programming. And you can't outperform that. So even on the conscious level, I knew I wanted to lose weight. Unconsciously, I had a belief that this is who I am. I really don't want to lose weight. I love the foods that I eat that ties me to my family. I love, I'm a girl born and raised in Alabama. We're Southern. And so we eat the fried chicken mm-hmm. and the collard greens and the cornbread. And that's a part of your programming. It's so it's a part of who you were. It, it's a part of it's your unconscious mind. So between the ages of zero and seven, your unconscious mind is developed. That's where your core beliefs come from. If you believe in a religion, if you whatever you believe in between the ages of zero and seven, you're like a sponge. So anything your parents do, anything you see becomes your core belief. Um, if you grew up speaking Chinese from zero to seven and you're in a and an and you're in an American family or you're here, all of your, the only thing that's normal to you is Chinese. You, you know, nothing different. That's your exposure. That's what, you know, that's what you believe. Well, likewise, I grew up (laughs) in a family that didn't teach, eat veggies, eat that we ate what we had. And Mm -hmm. so on my core belief on the inside, I believe that this was normal. It wasn't until I exposed myself to different people different cultures that I said, you know, everyone doesn't eat like this. You know, people actually don't know what you know until you know it, right? You don't know. Mm -hmm. And so what I love about hypnotherapy is it's a way to reprogram the unconscious mind. So Lisa, if I was to say to you right now, I'm loving it. That's the McDonald's thing. I'd be like, I want fries. And the thing is, you never took the time to learn it, but how do you know it? Because your unconscious mind is always recording, right? Mm-hmm. You're always picking up things. And so on the when it comes to hypnotherapy, you are receiving jet suggestions. It's an intervention where the hip the hypnotherapist sends suggestions to your unconscious mind. It bypasses your critical faculty. Your critical faculty is the one that makes reason. If I say to you, Lisa, you're gonna win a million dollars. On an unconscious level, who doesn't want to win a million dollars? But because of your conscious mind, which is a 10% above the water, that iceberg, the questions are going to come. Well, how are mm-hmm. you going to win it? Where is it going to come from? You don't have an inheritance. You didn't play the lottery. Where would the money? All of that will come into play. So when we suspend that reality, we can go to the unconscious mind, which is a part of you that will believe anything, just like a child who believes in Santa Claus, even though they don't have a chimney at home. Mm-hmm. They believe that someone's going to come down the chimney that doesn't exist and going to bring them presents because, again, they suspend that reality. They suspend the critical faculty. Um, no different from you going to a movie theater, watching Superman. And as soon as you see him go into the telephone booth and come out and he's Superman, you don't say to yourself, well, let me get up and leave. This movie is fake. No one can fly in real life. No, you suspend that reality and you go with it. Okay, he really can fly. So in hypnotherapy, we suspend that critical faculty. You suspend it. 
you go into a trance. We talk to your unconscious mind, the part of you that can receive and believe everything and it doesn't reject anything. And we start storing those healthy suggestions and the healthy things that you want to now implement. And it's, it's beautiful. It's a, it's a beautiful process. And I have to de- demystify it. Because when you think about TV in Hollywood, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like there's that guy on those commercials and people are doing crazy stuff. Like that's what I, I remember someone brought something up about hypnobirthing when I was pregnant. I was like, I am terrified to do that because who knows what I'll do? Because you think that you're going to have this experience where you have no control over yourself, right? That's what TV taught us. Absolutely. And that couldn't be any further than the truth because hypnotherapy is power with not power over. I don't have control over you. Um, and I know you see like maybe the Las Vegas stage shows where the person's on the stage and they're clucking like a chicken. Well, those people are your most extroverted people anyway. They're the person who would be at a house party with a lampshade on their head. Um, we're all suggestible. We all can take in suggestions, but your unconscious, you, you won't, you will not, how can I put this? You will not do anything that doesn't feel natural to you. The brain is there to protect you. You're protected. So I always like to demystify the fact that hypnotherapy is power over. Because most of the time when I'm working with a client, they will say, well, I don't want to do this. There's a movie here um, that came out a few years ago few years ago called get out and so people say well I don't want to be in the sunken place because the lady there knew hypnosis and the guy went into like this deep sunken place she took control over him and that's not true um we're in a trance every single day of our life our unconscious mind leads us if you've ever driven home while being on the telephone you're in a trance If you've ever been on TikTok, you're in a trance. You're in a trance. Absolutely. And that's my best example. When I, when I tell clients, if you're on your phone and someone calls your name and you're like, wait, what, what'd you say? You were in a trance. So I love to demystify it because it's nothing that's going to harm you. You're in full control. Um, and it's something that is extremely natural. Your body, you hear my voice, just the way I'm talking to you. You can wake up at any time. You can come out of it. I'm, it's not like I'm putting you to sleep or anything. So, so is it like a meditative state then? It's definitely a meditative state. Definitely okay. a meditative state. And so what can people expect? They would, if they were going into a session of hypnosis and, and why would people, what would like you use the example of losing weight, getting out of a bad relationship, what else leads people to go into a hypnotherapy session? And then what can they expect when they get there? Anything that you want to address, you can address through hypnosis. Um, People will stop smoking. If you have smoking, anything that you feel that you can't control or that you do that you no longer want to do, you can. I have clients, and this is the thing too. I have clients, my youngest client was nine, and the oldest client I've had has been in their 80s. So you can work, I've worked with kids who have ADD. I've worked with kids with anxiety. I I work with you know people who have smoking addictions, you name it, chronic pain. Because we're speaking to the cells of your body. You know how they say you are what you eat, but I want to take that a step further. Okay, you are what you eat, but you're also, you also are what you ingest. 
Meaning if you ingest negativity, that becomes a part of every cell in your being. Mm -hmm. So again, with hypnotherapy, if you have anxiousness, any type of anxiety or depression on an unconscious level, I need to speak to you to feel safe and to rid you of that because you weren't born with anxiety. You weren't born a smoker. All of these things were added to you. So if they were added to you, they can be taken away. So what you can experience and what you can expect um, through a session is just a calm experience. Um, Some people get chills. Some people do feel as if they're going to fall asleep because they're extremely relaxed. They're extremely relaxed. And one review that I always give with my clients after their session is change begins to happen and they don't even know why. So when I work with weight loss clients, again, one of the biggest factors in people who deal with weight loss and weight gain is emotional eating. They eat. They eat at the wrong times. They eat the wrong food. So as I'm suggesting to you, if I was talking to you about weight loss, I would say, Lisa, you are now craving foods that are only for your highest good. You are craving exercise. You are craving walking. You prefer to walk over drive. You love fresh vegetables. So as I'm suggesting them to that in that state, in that meditative state, later on throughout the week, they'll realize like, okay, I'm about to go to lunch. Mm, I really don't want Chipotle today. I'll just stop by Panera and get a salad. They don't even know the change is happening until it's happened, but they receive affirmations. Mm -hmm. And so they receive that Mm -hmm. on an unconscious level and it does the work. It does the work on its own on an unconscious level. You you can't unhear it. You can't undo it. You can't unsee it. Just like I said, with the McDonald's commercial, you didn't take the time to learn. I'm loving it. You know, you've heard it in your car over and over and over. And repetition is the mother of all learning. So your name is Lisa. So think about if your mom told you when you were a kid, hey, kid, your name is Lisa. And I'm only going to tell you one time. You wouldn't know your name, but the fact that your mom called you Lisa over and over and over and you had to write it and you had to spell it and you had to write it and you had to spell it. Now I can put you in a crowd of 10,000 people. And if someone says Lisa, you're going to turn because it's a part of your programming. So through hypnotherapy, we, we, we reprogram the unconscious mind and you begin to answer to the things that you like instead of the things that are there by default. So interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. I want to shift a little bit and I would love to hear more about your book because we just talked about how some of this hypnosis is like affirmations and you wrote a book help for helpers and it has affirmations in it. Can you tell us a little bit about your book and the benefits of doing these affirmations? Absolutely. Help for the helpers um, was an amazing book and it came to me very, very easy. And as I stated at the beginning of the interview, as a child, I was that go-to person. I was that friend that you could just come to. You could talk to me no matter what. And so that became my identity. I was the helper. I had answers for everyone until one day I realized I don't have help for myself. And so a lot of times as helpers, we do focus so much of our energy out on helping people to where we neglect ourselves. And so when I wrote the book, Help for the Helpers, I said, I want to give help to people who feel like their identity is helping. So through the book, I give healthy boundaries on how to help, when to help. And it's okay to say no. 
um, and how helping yourself does help others. And so what those affirmations what they do in the book, it reprograms you from the place of, I have to help. This is my identity to where I'm a human being, not a human doing. So me being here is enough. I'm worthy if I never do anything. Because again, I was that girl who felt felt like I had to buy love. Everyone who came in my life, I had to buy them. I had to be just be here. You know, I just want to help you. I would. I was the person who, if you came into my life, I would find a problem just so I could be the one to fix it. I'm like, oh, you suffer with this. No worries. I'll study it. I'll research it. I'll figure it out. And I'm going to fix you because I just want to help because I felt like I was only good as if as I was only as good as the service I could provide to someone. Mm -hmm. And so in the book, Help Through the Helpers, it breaks down all of the things and all of the ways that we help others while helping ourselves, when to help, again, how to help, and how sometimes helping is hurting. Um, And it's a good insert for parents because a lot of times when we think we're helping, we're hurting. Mm -hmm. We're hurting them. And so when it comes down to your children, some of the best lessons I've learned in life was when my parents stepped off. If they were always there to save me, I couldn't grow that muscle of how to figure things out because I was never challenged to because they always ran into the rescue because they were taught to be a good parent. You have to save your kids. Well, one day I grew up and I became a big girl in a big world and mom and dad wasn't there. So I needed that muscle of how are you going to figure this out? You can't always call mom. You can't always call dad. But because I was so used to them helping I had no awareness of how to critically think, how to figure things out, how to speak up for myself. So that book just breaks down helping in every dynamic. There's something in there for everybody. That's amazing. So it sounds like you've done a lot of the work yourself and you're pretty dialed in and in tuned with yourself, which is amazing. And I think that clearly that comes from studying mental health and personal development. So what along this journey was your biggest aha moment that you have learned about yourself? I would say my biggest aha moment for me um, was in 2015, I believe, or 2014, when I read the book, The Secret. Mm. When I learned about the law of attraction, when I learned about we become what we think about, That totally changed my life because I had to then realize that you are at cause. Mm -hmm. If you want better, you can attract better. You are the point of attraction. And it taught me to not blame. It taught me to not look at circumstances outside of me. Because, of course, we can say, well, I'm not this because this. Like, I could say, well, I'm overweight because my family, they fed me these foods and they, okay, yeah, that may be true. And it may not be my fault that they fed me that, but it's my responsibility to change it because now I know better and I'm in complete control. So that's no longer an excuse. So reading that, learning about the law of attraction, even going deeper, learning about the law of assumption and Neville Garter, just reading books, I really learned that you are way more in control than you give yourself credit and that you can be, do and have anything in your life. And when I learned that information, my whole entire world changed. Amazing. Isn't that the truth? And it's it's just mm-hmm. so powerful and there's so much learning. There's so much learning we can do on our own and through books and podcasts and audiobooks. So thank you for sharing that message with us. 
I am going to shift us into some rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Absolutely. Let's go for it. Okay. If you could sit down and have a conversation with one woman living or dead, who would you want to sit down with? Oprah Winfrey. Mm -hmm. Can I come? Absolutely. I I mean, is there a better answer than Oprah? I mean, come on. Uh, What is your go-to well-being or self-care practice? Showers. I take two to three a day. And what I do, yeah, I take two to three showers a day. I love water and it's like a reset for me. If I've had a stressful call or if I talk to a client and my energy feels heavy, I shower it, shower and I have a visualization technique where I see everything that is stressing me or bothering me. I see it going down the drain and it's my instant reset button. I take that five to 10 minutes for myself and it's a complete reset. And everything that was once bothering me is now down that drain and it's gone. Genius. It's gone. Mm Mm-hmm. Favorite book or podcast recommendation? Ooh, favorite book is hard. <laughs> um, favorite book is hard, but I will say one of my absolute favorite books is The Power of Now. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite podcasts is The Manifesting Bestie. Oh, I need to look that up. I'm excuse me while I grab a pen. I am writing that down. Big manifester over here. Manifesting yeah. Bestie. The Manifest and Bestie, she is genius. I purchased her course um, and my life has transformed like tremendously. She started off this year as an Uber Eats driver, mm-hmm. as an Uber yeah. Eats driver, not even making two to $300 a week. And she got into the law of assumption. So January and February, she was broke. She was borrowing money from her sister. In March, she started going live on TikTok. She made her first $500. And she kept saying to herself and embodying this new identity. She teaches identity transformation. And she says, you know, I'm the person who makes $20,000 a month. And she didn't just say it, but she embodied it. So in April, she made $25,000. And May, she made 50,000 and she just kept increasing herself. And so August, I think in August, she made six figures, a hundred thousand in one month. And it's, it's amazing because I'm seeing her real time. She's not someone who's already been established. Like she's literally transforming before my eyes. And I love it because I can relate to it. Because a lot of times when you follow people when it comes to manifestation or self-help, it's like, well, you guys have been doing this for years. But what do we say to the people who are just beginning who needs to see the tangible? I need to see you right now and mm-hmm. how you're living now and how this is a part of your daily journey. And it's be- beautiful. So her name is Flora. And she's the manifestation bestie. So her, her podcast will be very pink. There's a lot of pink stuff on it. So you will definitely definitely know it when you see it. I'm going to go check it out. What does sisterhood mean to you? Sisterhood means a lot to me. Um, and it doesn't just necessarily mean blood. Sisterhood is something that I, as a woman take seriously It's support, it's nurturing, it's loving, and it's being there for our fellow women, regardless to your age or race. I have sisters who are old enough to be my mom and I have sisters young enough to be my children. Um, but what it is, it's a built in community, um, of love and unconditional support. And my philosophy is before I take away from you, I'll add to you. So it's really coming in with unconditional love, um, and support and being supportive 
to sisters, to, to women in general. Um, I absolutely love women. I'm a girl's girl. I've never been the girl who say, I don't like hanging out with women because they are catty. I'm like, who says that? I do not believe that. Like, I love women. I'm a girl's girl. I'm the one that if you see me at the mall, I'm like, oh my gosh, I love your shoes. Like, I'm going to compliment you. You're going to feel good in my space because I know that life hasn't always been easy for women. I know that we grew up in a culture that causes us to compare ourselves to other. And I just, I just like to take that away every Every so often on my social media, I'll post a random selfie of myself and I will say this quote, you are you and that's your superpower because I want everyone to know that you have something about you that no one else have. So own it. You are you and that's your superpower. What's your superpower here? The fact that I'm Kira Williams and there's nobody in the world like me. What is your superpower, Lisa? The fact that you're Lisa Webb and there's nobody in the world that's like you. They don't have your laugh. They don't have your smile. They don't have your energy. And so it's just giving people permission to own that power. Absolutely. So good. Okay. Last question. What advice would you give to your 16 year old self? Oh, keep living, keep living, simple, concise and perfect. Really? Yeah. Keep living. Absolutely. Cause at 16, you feel like your life is pretty much over that, you know, it all that you've seen it all. And it hasn't even began. Mm -hmm. Um, there's so much more to life. There's so much on the other side. There's so much to adulthood. I would just take it in and I would keep living. I would live in the moment. I would dance a little harder. I would hug my friends tighter. I would ask my mom for one more sleepover, one more girl's trip. I would, I would enjoy my youth. And this is something that my mom used to tell me as a little girl and I never understood it. She would say to me, she would say, Kiera, enjoy being a child because you have the rest of your life to be an adult. And it never made sense because I was in such of this rush to, I want to be grown. I want to be an adult. I want to drive. I want to do this. I want to do that. And if I could just go back and rest in my innocence and rest in the fact of just being, Mm -hmm. I I would love that. That's Mm -hmm. great. Well, thank you so much, Kara, for being here today. Can you tell everyone where to find you? Yes, absolutely. So I am Kiera Williams on Facebook. I am Kiera underscore Ariane underscore hypnotherapist on Instagram. My website is the key to mindset and you can find me on any of those channels. My, I actually have a business card and it has my direct phone number on it because I'm, I'm very personable. So even my direct phone number, if you want to call, if you want to book a strategy session, if you want to talk more about hypnotherapy, grab a pen because my number is, and this is a US. We're going to give out your number. I love it. Yes. My number is three, three, four, six, six. No, forgive me. I'm saying it wrong. My number is six, six, seven, three, three, four, one, two, five, eight. Again, it is six, six, seven, three, three, four, one, two, five, eight. I look forward to talking to anyone or connecting with anyone, whether it's through phone or through social media. Well, there we go. Thank you, Kara, so much for being here. It was a pleasure to chat with you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for listening, friends. If you like what you've heard, subscribe and recommend us to a friend. Head to winewomenwellbeing.com to find out more about what our community is all about and reach out to us on social media. 
We'd love to connect. Until next time, stay classy, stay kind.